Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits. It was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It was a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. High five. Well, well, well. Hello, my friends. Uh, Justin, under the wire yet again. GDP Radio Live right here at GDPRadio.com. My name is Mike Mullins, and I am broadcasting live from the GDP Radio Megaplex in the beautiful landscape, the beautiful skyline of Raleigh, North Carolina. And you know that deal. When I get here, first thing I do is I hit that elevator all the way to the top, and I hit that button and ding, da ding, da ding, da ding, all the way to the top floor all the way to the rooftop of the tallest building in the tallest part of all of North Carolina. And on top of that rooftop, I look to the great white north. I look for a sign. I look for a sparkle. I look for a sizzle. I see a beautiful landscape of mountains and oceans. And on top of that mountain is another mountain. And on top of that mountain is another mountain. And there lives my co-host, radiating the beam of light that bounces off the tower here at the GDP Radio Megaplex and goes out to the universe as we do every week, and that co-host is, of course, the one, the only, the Crystal Stewart, Canadian quote master herself, world's living greatest Canadian. How are you, my friends? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to live up to world's greatest Canadian, but I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have How to you? live up to it. You're already there. Well, I don't know. <laughs> The Beatles uh, don't go hoping they become the Beatles. They're already the Beatles. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I came on here and I was trying to launch the. Uh, there's a pin code you have to type in um, to get into the uh, host queue of this section, and I typed it in five times, and it kept saying it was the wrong pin code. I kept checking it and checking it and checking it. So I was about to go like shut down and like I got to restart this, figure out what's going on. Then I tried it one last time with literally 12 seconds before showtime. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm the type of guy that, that'll squeeze in last minute, you know, Indiana Jones style, I always call it, you know, reach back and grab my hat just in the nick time. But this time, it was like one of those MacGruber episodes where they're trying to, like, <laughs> de- 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 you know, disengage uh, the bomb and the counter's going off. And I'm like, I'm, well, we're going down here, MacGruber. But with 12 <laughs> seconds left, it accepted my pin code. And uh, here we are on the air. Oh. I just don't even know what to say. We're always doing everything. So anybody listening to this and doesn't know, we do everything on the fly, it seems, more often than not. <laughs> but you know what is, uh, you know, 
I am I'm an obsessive planner in my life. Like I pre-plan a lot of stuff, but in my radio career, you know, I've been doing this since 2000 and um, in some form or another in my radio career, I cannot work in a like scripted, like pre-planned format. It's just so unnatural to me. I do everything on the fly and, and it comes off more conversational. You know, people know when you're reading off a script or when you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going by strict guidelines and, I honestly don't think at this point I could know how to do it any other way. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if I could do it personally because we are so off the cuff all the time. And, I mean, everybody kind of expects that now. So I don't know if we could do it any other way and get away with it. So, if you, you know. Ever- if you ever walk, watch, uh, there's a great documentary about Matt uh, and Trey Parker and Matt Stone, people who do South Park. It's called Six Days to Air. And they yep. literally start the, the, the new show for this week six days beforehand. They have nothing on the table. And they really, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, drive home how that urgency and how that, like, spontaneity drives their creative process. And I've always lived by that because, especially with a show like this, you know, we – we trade on emotions. We trade on people's stories and, and their heavy stories. And there's nothing worse than somebody saying real, something real and authentic and then responding with a canned in the, you know, scripted answer. You've got to be real. You've got to be raw. And that's kind of what this show entails. So I think it works for us. You know, I'm, I, I, I joke and say that it's, it's because I'm too lazy to do any pre-prep, but I'm, I'm actually not, uh, you know, joking when I say that, this kind of show requires a sense of authenticity, and I think it's it's uh, it's special what we do, and we share pretty raw stories, inspiring, sometimes very heartfelt and tragic, but I, I love what we do here. Yeah, you know, I I'm a great appreciator. I when I first started all this, it um, I was scared senseless. I mean, if it wasn't for Robert, I don't know what I would have done, but I because I had never really done it before, but how I know what we're doing um, has some gravity or some weight to it is the emotion that we invoke sometimes with some of our guests. And I mean, that's authentic. You can't fake that. And that, that's been amazing for me just to feel that. Oh, absolutely. And I always, I always say here, um, you know, I always I said, this, you know, people say DDP radio, and, and we don't mention a lot about the DDPY product um, or, or talk about sales or talk about anything like that because this isn't meant to be an infomercial. This is meant – and I and when Dallas shared that initial Arthur story, I think the greatest thing they ever could have done is not put their name on it, not put the DDPY brand at the end because you let the story inspire people and they will find you. And if you yeah. go too heavy on branding and, and, and logos and stuff, it, 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 it gets that mentality of an infomercial in people's head. And I always said the greatest way to inspire someone to try DDPY is show people who are successful doing it and show their stories. And I think that's the most honest way about doing this. And it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. And through the past couple of years, we've had so many amazing stories on here. I mean, we're getting emails, you know, so many emails and messages from people just, you know, clicking with somebody's story or, or parts of someone's story. And it's awesome. And, and, and lately we've been exploring some, uh, some, you know, people coming back around to give updates or, or second stories or people saying, I loved that person's story. I'd love to hear him again or, or get a follow up. 
And it's been cool that we've been doing that so much. And, and I'm really excited because we reached into the well of somebody we had on last year. Uh, actually, it was 2020, I think, was the last time he was on. Yeah. But we have a follow-up for another amazing DDPY Warrior update. And I know you're really great at curating these things and, and going in and talking to people in the community. And without any further ado, I'd love for you to introduce our uh, guest, who is a follow-up from uh, 2020, and uh, I'm excited to check back in. Yeah, absolutely. So tonight is no exception. It's one of my favorites, and, I mean, Sam is one of my favorite people, and he has a really cool accent. (laughs) Um, He's from Australia, and although we have to juggle some timetables and time zones and all kinds of stuff, um, it's interesting to see how life has affected everyone in the course of the last 13 months or so. Well, maybe it's been longer than that, but um, we're all doing our best to get through, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Sam's been up to the last little while, so can't wait to talk to him. So please welcome my friend, Sam Avram. Avram. I always mess up his last name, so please forgive me. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, uh, you can hear me. Hey, how are you, Mike? Hi, Crystal. And it's Avram, like in... Yes. Right. How, how's things going? Oh, good. How are you, my now, friend? Now, we're going to probably... Yeah, and, and you too. And thank you for everything you do. And oh, um, I don't you. have the experience you do. <laughs> Oh, well, we appreciate it. I know it's very early there. It's basically like next week there, as far as I'm concerned. It's like 6.30 in the morning around that time, and we really appreciate you getting up for us. No, it's 11 a.m., or just after 11 a.m., so I've, you know, done my workouts, I've had my breakfast, I've done the clean-up, and so I'm here talking to you. Yay! Oh, awesome. I'm, I, I did my math wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. No, that's really cool. And, you know, I'd like to, to touch on this real quick. You know, we last time we talked was 2020, and all of a sudden, we were, you know, we were in the pandemic and things were going on, but it was a different world. You know, it was a different planet. But one thing that I found interesting is, you know, it's probably the first time that, you know, the world has really become so much smaller. You know, we've all been found ourselves in the same boat, and, here in the U.S., we've dealt with it certain ways, and, and, you know, I'm sure in Japan and Europe and all that stuff, they're dealing with it. So, you know, what was your experience uh, getting through all of this and trying to, uh, you know, find a new normal and uh, manage your DDTY workouts? Obviously, we had you on the show a couple of years ago to tell your initial story, and if you guys get a chance, go over and listen to that first episode with Sam and, and hear how he got to DDTY uh, from uh, the beginning, but since then, how have you been handling? How have you been coping with uh, juggling DDPY with all this insanity going around right now? Oh, look, I'm, I don't think I'm any different to any other person. COVID has, has affected me indirectly more than directly. Um, but the last time I was on, my father was 94 years old, thought he could climb the ladder, found out he couldn't, and um, was taken to hospital. And... Um, it was right then, we were right in the middle of our worst, um, well, pre-Delta, because we've now got this new strain, but we were in the middle of a fairly long lockdown at the time. So to be in hospital, 
there was a lot of restrictions. So even visiting and trying to interpret for him because he doesn't speak very good English um, was difficult. And uh, that was while he was in hospital. And because there was a lot going on in that space, in you know, in the health system, um, he recovered enough to go into an extended care uh, area. And there was more restrictions then. And um, unfortunately, a lot of the people that were dying from COVID were over 70 years old and all in aged care facility. So that put a lot of stress on us um, as a family. We couldn't visit him. We had to drop off um, change of clothes. And then the worst thing happened was um, he was starting to get confused. Now, my dad has never, ever lashed out at us as kids growing up. Um, I can't think of a time there where we got a whack on the, the butt or anything like that for a clip over the years. But he started lashing out at the nursing staff. And so they constantly had to call us and saying they were sedating him. Now, that progressed to him almost becoming a vegetable and um, it really upset us that we only get this second-hand information and not being able to see him. Well, eventually he got released mid-September and um, it took him nearly all of September and part of October to actually get back to some sort of normalcy to get all that, you know, sedation, all the, the chemicals out of his system. And um, it was a real tough time for all of us. So that, um, so September, I'd say, was my suckiest September and a very overwhelming October. Um, so I had that on one side of my life. And then professionally, I managed a mail delivery um, centre. And because of um, lockdown, we were experiencing, you know, volumes of parcels and online sales that we'd never, ever seen before. And we just weren't geared up for it. And it really, really um, took my attention off myself for, for those two months. And it really, um, how can I say it, I needed to step back and say, I'm losing control of me. And um, I've always said about DDPY, or, you know, the whole DDP journey is that you need to, uh, only you can do it for you. And... Um, so beyond that, um, I said what was working for me because right now things aren't and I went back to um, and I looked at the video of living life at 90% again because I really resonated with that and um, that one hour of watching that video sort of kicked me into gear again. Um, like I never stopped doing the workouts. That was one thing that was constant in my life. Um, as much as my head was spinning... <laughs> Never, I never ever stopped doing the DDPY workout. And then wow. from then on, um, you know, yeah. So it was more my, you know, just the eating, the, the long days at work, the, the, you know, the things in the back of my mind about my father. Um, all those things sort of took me away from focusing on my food. And um, so November, I sort of got back into the, to the food thing and towards the end of, the, of November I enlisted the help of Tom, Dr Thomas Wallant, or Wallant um, and he helped me with um, sort of straighten out my food so I've been back on track uh, 
sorry, Boz. <laughs> I'm back on track, uh, uh, you know, where I was. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's where it really affected wow. me. Um, and then work slightly got easier. Um, and then, but there was a time where I thought, I, I'm not enjoying this job. I was in that job for 41 years. And um, I finally retired in July, at the start of July this year, um, because I just wasn't enjoying my job. I was lucky that financially I'm secure enough to, to be self-funded as a retiree. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much a year in a nutshell. Wow. Well, it's, um, how, how's your dad doing? Is, is he hanging in there? Still, unfortunately, um, once again, uh, he's had two trips to the hospital since. He's still alive. He's 95 years old. Um, probably not as mentally, um, uh, the mental acuity is just not there like it was previous to his falls. But only last month, um, my wife, my, my sisters and I, uh, we we care for him, you know, we're there 24-7 and we, we rotate looking after him. And there was one day, um, I think it was the, the second day of the current 100-day challenge. Uh, it was going to be my seventh 100-day uh, challenge in a row without without any breaks. And on the second day at about 4.30 in the morning, I heard an almighty crash in the hallway in my dad's place where we, you know, look after him. And he'd fallen and hit his head against the side table. So I called an ambulance and um, we spent a whole day in the hospital um, with, with observations and all that, but nothing, nothing serious. And, and he was released that night. Um, I only had about 30% charge on my phone, so I did, didn't do a work. That was, you know, I didn't even have my, you know, heart rate monitor. Who takes the heart rate monitor to the hospital? Um, but, yeah, I was more concerned about keeping the charge on my phone so I could let family know where they were, where he was at all the time. So that was a 16-hour day in the hospital, you know, and um, it was the only time when I thought there's something more than me doing a... a um, work out and just to keep you know a streak alive and it's just unavoidable circumstances well, absolutely. That's that's question, he's better <laughs> yes but he's a resilient he seems like a resilient guy you know to bounce back from that and going to the, the rehab center the uh the care center uh he seems like a pretty yeah. resilient guy and, and obviously you know you just from talking to you a couple times you obviously take uh some uh some of that away from him, um, you know, yourself, you know, bouncing back from these situations. And the thing is, you know, we're in a unique situation in this world where we're, every single one of us on some level is struggling. Like there's something for everybody yep. and it, it really is. And for those people who told me that, you know, I had to take, oh, my alarm's going off, um, DDPY, uh, you know, put on the burner for a second. It's always going to be here for you when you're ready for it. You know, those discs sitting on your shelf are going to be there. And when you decide uh, that you're ready to come back, you know, things happen. Life happens. Yep. 
Yeah, look, I mean, the very next morning I was back into it and, I, you know, I did two, but, you know, I haven't stopped. I've been, you know, every single day I'm still doing my workouts um, and I do them, you know, and I just, I, I've chosen the custom, um, the custom level and I just see what sort of time I've got because, once again, I spend three to four days a week at my, my dad's place where there's no internet, so I have to be very, very tight on how much data I use because it, internet's expensive down here. Um, so I've got to be careful. So when I'm at Dad's, I only do around about uh, 20 to 30 minutes workouts. But when I'm at home, I'll do anywhere between oh, not 60 minutes and 100, you know, in two hours a day. So, but um, at Dad's, I usually just do the, the smaller ones like Energy or um, there's one from 2017 and goes for 20 minutes. But uh, that doesn't mean I'm not doing anything else. You know, there's there's you know, a lot of stretching and warming up, but not on an app, and it's not rated on an HRM. And, um, you know, Sam, I, sorry, yeah. um, I just, I think it's really important for everyone to hear that, I mean, we all are very aware of the situation of the world right now, but it's really, I think it's really important for people to hear that, you know, it's really easy to get sidetracked or life gets in the way or, you know, and it's amazing to me how people bounce back from that. So I know you've had a lot going on and I'm, I'm really proud of you for everything you've done. That's very nice. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's like I said, it's, you know, this has been, I don't think anyone really anticipated it, you know, everything to be so crazy for so long and as soon as we seem to be coming out of it, we seem to take three steps and go right back into it again. So, you know, it's, it's hard. Life has become hard and being consistent with anything has become a challenge. And I speak from personal experience. It just seems really difficult to find any traction. So, you know, it's, I get that, you know, We've had so many people, I've had so many messages that people say, oh, I've fallen off the wagon. The greatest thing about the wagon is you can always jump back on. So, you know, it, you're never stuck, per se, as long as you get up and do it again. So, Yep, I look, absolutely right. It's, you know, there's one thing that I think that um, I've been very mindful of since I've, you know, um, been doing DDPY is how much um, the mindset just yep. is so important to the, your whole thing. Now, if if anybody replays every single episode of, you know, DDP radio and all the guests, 99% of them are saying how much it affects them mentally and how they need to to shift that mind into into the right gear. You know, everybody mentions how it uh, you have to change and um, you know it it really is a, a reinvention you, you got to it's you can't do all the things you used to do and expect different results as you know as they say in the classics so you have to be prepared to reinvent yourself and um, just keep um, you know moving the goalposts 
to to the next level and um, to to keep you alert and keep your mind in the in the right space. I mean that's that's something that I, I get from the living you know life at ninety percent and and certainly the inspiration of a lot of people that you know I follow through Instagram or Facebook uh, Facebook on the you know the, um, all DDP associated people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's really interesting because a lot of of the people that were initially brought to DDPY, um, it was because of a physical issue or, you know, we wanted to get in shape or lose weight or whatever the case may be. So to have a year and a half, two years, whatever it may be, um, that we've had and that we're still kind of experiencing, um, the mental aspect has really been um, a, a huge challenge for a lot of people. And it's hard. I I can't tell you how many times, you know, somebody has said I'm having a really hard time finding the time to get on the mat. And as much as I think that it's, you know, can be physical. I think a lot of it's mental too. Um, have you had any huge mental challenges with keeping up consistency? Um, I, I would say, you know, the day I, my very first day waking up as a retiree, you know, just, I think, well, what am I going to do today? Now I've got all day. I can, you know, if I wait, I can do a workout later, but I thought, right. um, me, it, I, I really need. I'm one of the people who have to, has to do something first thing in the morning. You know, I have to do a, a workout as soon as I w- wake up. Now, it might be on an app, or it might be just a series of you know my own flow of um, stretching. But I need to do something like that. Um, it's just it doesn't work otherwise for me. I'm not a person who can enjoys workouts um, in in the evening. Certainly. Um, nothing there that you know works for me as I said but um but the the biggest mental challenges I've actually had have come from outside sources or you know how I've been influenced by others and um what's happening around me and look I have the I've been told I have this personality that I have to have an answer for everything and I have to help everybody out and thinking I can fix everybody's problems and um that was something Tom, someone told me ages ago, and uh, I try not to. But there are, you know, people get on Facebook and they they they'll uh, present an issue or that they're having, and I and I think, oh, geez, I really like to help them, but I don't know how. But uh, right. that's a, a personality trait, yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean that's not that's a huge issue in of itself, especially when you're you know, when you want to help everyone or, you know, be a part of the program and be an active participant, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the stories that are being projected um, throughout the whole. So I understand that. I understand that a lot. And I mean, I really had to come to terms myself during this whole pandemic. It was, (laughs) and it's kind of funny. Um, So I was falling into two categories through, you know, many different aspects of my life where I was either a priority or I was an option. 
And I was really struggling with how I was making everything kind of work. And I mean, it was really kind of to pack up your toys and not play anymore until you could figure out exactly what was going on. And I mean, you know, thank goodness for small blessings, you know, being stuck at home has allowed for a lot of time to think and process and, and I don't know everything, so I can't help everyone, but I can listen. And that's where, you know, I've made peace. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's pretty much how I've, I, you know, responded to a lot of things. Uh, I, and I don't want to make this whole show about COVID, but it is, um, it has affected a lot of people, and you know, I, yep. I believe I'm lucky um, by my because you know I've got a family who, at one you know, before I retired, everyone was working, was still in jobs that were considered essential. Um, so you know, as far as that sort of thing, we we've been able to live our lives in some sort of normal way, um, adapting to the restrictions that you know the, the local governments have put on us uh, you know we're over 200 200 days um, over the last 15 or so months that we've been locked down we're currently in our sixth lockdown which wow. uh, with some heavy restrictions you know as a, some of the things I wanted to do um, now that I don't work with some projects around the house and I can't go down to my local Bunnings which is like a Home Depot type you know, oh. store and, and <laughs> like a big hardware store. You know, I can't go there without, um, I can do a click and collect sort of online pickup type thing. But uh, mm-hmm. I can't just walk the, the aisles of a, of a hardware store and, and say, oh, and do some impulse buying. Um, you know, and just that normality, um, you know, even walking the dog, I'm, I can't go more than four or five kilometres away from, from my house. Um so they're this sort of just some of the liberties that we've always just taken for granted uh, have been taken away, yeah. and um, and you know it is it's frustrating. Um, you know everyone has their opinion whether the governments are doing the right or wrong thing. Um, uh, I, you know I'm not going to get into that, but uh, yes, certainly the freedoms that we've enjoyed have, have certainly. Um, been impacted. You know, I can't go out past past nine o'clock at night or five a.m. in the morning at the moment. Um, you know we've got curfews, so yes, uh, COVID does suck, and um, it's and it's hurt a lot of people. And you know, but uh, like like I said, I don't want to make it all about COVID. Sorry about that. No, not at all. Don't apologize. I mean, it's something that we are all dealing with right now, and I, we all know what it is. And, oh, man, it is taking a toll across the board. It's really, um, it's really kind of interesting how we've all adapted to a form of chaos and <laughs> kind of crazy. And, you know, to try and find something that's regular like regular workouts or keep your meals on track or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's really become a challenge. Everything that was once easy is now a challenge. And that's kind of a 
funky place to be in. And I know, I know, even where I am, I'm in Canada, and I know (laughs) there are so many people that are just looking forward to just this all disappearing. We're just fed up. Yeah, um, and I thought to bring it back to um, the DDP and the the food, I would normally every weekend go to a a local market and buy my, um, you know, my greens and my vegetables directly from the the growers and um, there's some markets that I could do that. Now, because of um, the way things are, I can't do that. So I go to a, a supermarket um, and buy a bag of, you know, greens. You know, I just had to change what I was used to. And uh, yep. but you, adapting to um, this whole chaos, as you say, is yeah, it does make you think. And um, you know, and this is where the impact of from the outside sources, you know, affect me directly. Yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of thing. So I'm in a situation where I have been <laughs> I've been in my house for probably a year and a half and not wow. really gone anywhere or done anything because I have a health issue, so I can't run the risk of picking anything up. So I I'm under serious lockdown. So I I get it's really easy to get tripped up inside of your head and think, oh my gosh, you know, like what I'm experiencing. I've got to be the only person in the world that's experiencing it. But holy moly, we are kind of on an even playing field right now because everybody is dealing with something, and it's hard. It's really hard. Yep, certainly is. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine that it's any different in Australia than it is in Canada, than it is in the U.S., or whatever the case may be. I don't think it matters where you are. I think we're all kind of dealing with something, and it's just, I think, you know, it's it's been a huge challenge to find what is good in all of this. And I, it is an it's a practice that I try every morning, you know, okay, what am I grateful for today and what's good about today? And that's been, that's been a thing. And is it easy? No, (laughs) it's some days are harder than others, but you know, it's here we are, you know, a year and a half into it. And I'm no better at it than I was a year and a half ago, but you know, at least I'm, I'm doing something just to try and preserve myself, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, we keep saying that, you know, we have to adapt and, and that um, in Australia, we got, you know, there's six states uh, that all have different rules, different um, restrictions. There's lockdowns where there's border closures. Um, You can live on the border and work on the other side of the border and um, some people aren't even allowed to do that. Um, some people have, you know, sick relatives on the other side of the border. It might be only a couple of kilometres away, but they're not allowed to cross the border. So 
those sort of things make me know how lucky I've got it uh, because yeah. I don't have to, I, I can go to you know, 20 kilometres to my dad's place and not be, um, you know, and, and nothing nothing can stop me from doing that. But people around here can't even go three kilometres and and, um, and do the same thing. So it's, uh, um, well, I'd say lack of consistency be- between the states is very frustrating for a lot of people around here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it's frustrating. And, I mean, it's... I don't know. What do you say? I mean, you have to carve out, and this is one of the biggest tricks, I think, you know, is to try and find calm and chaos. And, I mean, it's that's a real challenge. I mean, everybody is getting tired of looking at the same four walls and the roof that they've been looking at for, you know, God knows how long. And, I mean, at first it was a novelty and, you know, now we had all the time in the world to work out and we had all the time in the world to Zoom call our friends and whatever the case may be. But now, now we're kind of tired of it. We want our life back. And I, you know, and I think this is, you know, where GDP, just keeping that consistency has been really, really key. So you don't lose it. <clears throat> Well, that's probably for the last years. Um, it's, it's actually kept my mind in in some sort of consistent space. That um, I, you know, as I said earlier, I, I'm one of the people who, you know, finds something good and sticks to it. And um, I, this is my third year um, that I started exactly three years ago today in the DDPI, and um, and you know. Apart from one day um, since November 2018, I have not worked out. And uh, but to have that consistency is is actually puts me in a good space most days. You know, a lot of a lot of crap happens through the day, uh, especially when I was at work. But um, now uh, it's just um, it's uh, got to say I'm still one of these people that has to do it. I feel like I have to do it rather than I want to. Um, right. And it's a big difference um, between between um, that type of thinking. But I know that if I don't, um, I'm just, it really bugs me. And, uh, or, and I never thought there would be a day that I wouldn't. And uh, for a couple of days after that day where I didn't do the workout, I, I felt guilty. Um, but I knew the circumstances just couldn't allow me to to work out that day, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and yeah, and it perfectly makes sense. I mean, it's okay to set your bags mm-hmm. aside and pick, you know, deal with life, and then just come along and pick up what you need to pick up and get done again. Um, while I have you here, and Mike is dealing with something just um, in his apartment or his home, so. Um, okay. You and I are going to have an extended conversation, it seems, um, and I'm sure he'll <laughs> pop back on. But while I yeah. have you on the phone, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Not a lot of people know it's your birthday, I'm sure, but um, I know it's your birthday, and I'm allergic to not wishing people happy birthdays. So happiest of birthdays, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, um, 
I'm 62 today, so um, if I can just, for those who don't know the, my story, you know, I started when I was 59 um, with the goal of being a whole lot better at 60 than than I was at 59, and um, I was lucky to have um, overcome a, a couple of issues, you know, type 2 diabetes and um, a really painful arthritis in, in one of my hips and um, and today you know I can walk for hours and I'm, I've been diabetic or you know been a non-diabetic if that's the right word um, <laughs> for nearly two years or for just over two years so within a year I'd um, reverse the type 2 diabetes and wow. um, really ended up with negligible pain in my hip um, how previous to that, I was never worried, of, you know, it never concerned me being overweight, fat, whatever you want to call it. You know, it never bothered me. But um, leading up to 2018, I was um, really feeling the effects of what the weight was doing to my body. So mm -hmm. whilst I was comfortable in my head with it, um, with all the weight thing, the the effect on my body, like the diabetes and the the um, arthritis and uh, and everything, blood pressure, cholesterol, all those things, um, really said that this I had to put a stop to it. And uh, heading towards my 60th birthday, I thought, well, I don't, you know, I'm going to um, finally make a real effort after you know 40 years of trying to lose weight. And that's. Uh, so I was successful. I still am. Um, I must say that I'm about six or seven pounds heavier this birthday than I was last birthday. But uh, you know, I won't make an excuse for it. But that's where I'm at. Um, but one of the things that uh, you know, out of the whole journey, we talk about NSVs. That to go back two years later and have the doctor saying, you know, you still um, your bloods are good. You don't need the cholesterol medicine. Um, your blood pressure is excellent. Uh, you know, that's that's the sort of things that make makes it all worth it. So the only thing I can say to those people who are always on and off and come back and always remember that time how felt how you felt so good about yourself, uh, you know, and what you've achieved. And for me, I always go back to I know how shit out. Oh, excuse me. I know how bad I felt okay. when. I'm, when I was injecting um, a whole load of insulin, taking metformin, taking cholesterol tablets, taking blood pressure tablets, I know how bad all that felt. And uh, and to come off all that medicine um, and all the medication just uh, was a real win for me. That That's probably a, a, a moment in my life that, um, and the feeling of that achievement just said, you know, this thing works. And uh, and, I, and that's what keeps driving me. Um, I think I mentioned last year that yes. Yeah. Did you know who Dallas was before you started the program? I yes, I did. I'm a, you know I'm one did of the you? many people who started because of mm -hmm. Dallas and um, and and Arthur. Um, in 2017, Dallas came down to down to Australia and um, he. 
went. Um, he attended a local um, indie promotion, wrestling promotion that I'm a member of, and um, I go there, you know, every time they have a show. But unfortunately, we've only had about four shows this year. We've, we're lucky to have right. had four shows this year. But anyway, he came down, and um, he got the biggest pop we've ever had at the shows. But uh, <laughs> you know, the um, the Arthur video show uh, was there, and you know they showed the video, and but that was 2017, and I thought, oh, good on him, you know, he, he's done a great job, this Arthur guy. But as a, and about a year later, is when I started, um, you know, the doctor told me I need to go and you know start looking after myself in a different and better way, and I recalled that video and I started doing some research in about July of 2018 and and started doing things in August uh, 2018. But so, yeah, I wow. did, did know that. And, I, you know, I've been... And, and another big thing that um, for those of it have ever had experience with it, and apart from meeting him, uh, that'd, be, uh, that'd be an ultimate for me, but just to have him respond saying, I'm proud of you, brother on one of your posts or on one of your photos, you know, that, that just is so inspiring. And it just makes, makes that difference. You know, it's the guy has taken out a little bit of time, um, but it goes a long way in putting a smile on your face and saying, Oh, wow. You know, I've done something that he's recognized and uh, I appreciate him for that. You know, it's amazing. He's one of those people that I'm never quite sure how he does everything he does in the course of a day because we're all allotted the same amount of time, but he seems to be doing so much all the time, and it, it's incredible. I love hearing the stories of when he reaches out to people or, like you said, mentions, you know, something on a post or writes a quick email or whatever the case may be. It's amazing mm. because it, it's fuel. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah, and I don't want to put a, uh, like the other spin in on it is, yes, you know, it is motivating, it's inspiring and all that. But that um, I've, I've maintained that you can have all those things happen. Um, and but they are they can they can um, fade away or that feeling of inspiration motivation can fade away. If you don't have it within yourself to keep it going, you know, um, as Dobbin says, keep grinding, keep grinding, and you know, and um, all these. If you don't have that mental, um, how should I say it, that mental drive or that commitment or the dedication. Uh, to keep it going yourself, then it's not going to happen. You know, some people could have Dallas in the room with them doing a workout and that may not be enough for them to, to do the workout. Right. So, you know, it all does start with you and it's got to be, you know, you are responsible for you. No one else is. I think that's a really important point that you've made. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I have a question um, we've been asking it of a few of our guests, and I would like to ask you, um, what would new Sam tell old Sam? Well, new Sam, if he could do it, he'd, he'd hug him. He would put his arms around him 
and, and say thank you, brother, because um, it's it's actually a question I asked myself in the first year. I mean, what would I say to myself? And uh, while I was enjoying a, a really good um, holiday for my 60th, you know, basically my goal of that year, I was saying, how good have I had it this year? And so I would say thank you. Um, you've given me a a better life, um, hopefully a longer life, but a life that I'm going to be enjoying medication-free and um, relatively pain-free. So, you know, that's what I would say to the old Sam. And that's I'd amazing. kick him in the ass. <laughs> and I'd kick him in the ass for not taking the opportunity to do it sooner. <laughs> there you go. Um, I was just going to say, what is your advice to someone who's just starting out? Look, um, well, number one is be prepared to to change, to to reinvent yourself, to be a different you. Um, that's. But if you're going on, if you're doing the app, go through every little thing, do the list, um, find out how to use the app. Um, get on DDPY, uh, the uh, the um, Facebook site. There's so many people out there that can help you. But know what you want and how you're going to eat because there are so many different ways to you can be successful if, if weight loss is where you want to be. Um, and I'm not going to talk about other people's diets. For me, I just, you know, I, I follow... Um, if it fits my macros, so I, I go through a fairly balanced food, so I across all food groups. But you know, choose something that you think is, uh, as Dr. Tom would say, sustainable. Uh-huh. And uh, that that's uh, you know, you don't want to restrict yourself. And in most cases, it could be just portion size that will help you yep. on your way. And, and you don't have to restrict; you can still have those things. You know, but. Um, but how people eat, um, you know, I'm not going to judge. And what they eat, um, you know, it's not my place to tell them what they should and shouldn't eat. They'll work it out themselves. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's pretty much... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's really the advice I'd give anyone. Uh, and make the time for yourself. Take the photos. Um Take note of what size clothes you're wearing. Um, you know, all those things you look back on because they they will they can go a long way to to help you stay on on this journey. Hello, you there? Hello. Hey, Luke, you there? Hello? Oh, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> 